Hi, welcome to the show here on the Tomorrow Show. Uh, we have lots of guests in store today. Oh, hey, there's a there's a fan outside with a with a sign. I I can't read the sign. Sir, sir, come in. Let's read your sign. Come here. Oh my god. Oh my god. I'm on the Tomorrow Show. You're on the Tomorrow Show. Hi. What, um, what do you want to say to the fans at home? Oh, hi. I I, I made the sign at home. It says "Kill Tobuscus." But anyway, the reason I'm in just such a messy mood and feel the need to kill one of our ancient YouTubing legends is me and my family have been living in a burnt out GameStop for the last six months and it's all because there just aren't any games we can play these days to make us feel truly alive we've searched everywhere including all 13 of the Final Fantasy games well I have good news for you there's a 14th one now what? They can count past 13? They can. And did you know that the critically acclaimed MMORPG Final Fantasy XIV has a free trial? Wow, really? Yeah, and it includes the entirety of A Realm Reborn and the award-winning Heavensward expansion, up to level 60. Are gay people allowed to play it? Only gay people are allowed to play it. Finally! Me and my family have a new reason to live! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> oh my god, Rome is here too! Wait! Oh my god, the, the set is falling away! Oh god, I'm being sucked into the abyss! <laughs> Welcome to the canoe you've entered my Shadow Realm! <laughs> Where there's only the 14th Final Fantasy! <laughs> I'm not allowed to do anything impromptu anymore. No, that was great! <laughs> the hyperfixation where my friends come onto my show and tell me about things that excite them for 30 to 45 minutes or you know what that's a lie forever however long it's gonna be because we're here for it baby my name is roma i use the they and them pronouns i'm joined today by rem hi i'm rem i use she and they pronouns hell yeah hell yeah i am very excited that you're here today i didn't mention it earlier but uh you and i are both on interstitial podcasts yeah Yes. So we met we met through the internet, as people usually do. But um you have made a interstitial playbook. I have. I forget about that sometimes. <laughs> and um my partner used it for one of our one-offs, and I think about it fondly all the time because it created such beautiful moments to happen in that one-off. Okay, but I have to know now which of the playbooks and who were they playing? I'm trying to remember the word for it, but it's like, uh, oh, the unrequited. Oh, I love that one so much. He played, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Oreo, the animator who also does fun songs. Uh, I'm only familiar with them through their songs. Okay, so they did one uh, one song that was a gentleman with a little little hat and um, 
he was in love with this lady and like waited for her forever and ended up like dying oh and my God. became yeah it, that's a very breezy way to get through it and i can link the video in later but he played the ghost and he gave him a name of george and so uh he was a guy who fought in the keyblade war who was in love with starletzia but he died and so he just kind of hangs on to that love but then he met my character who was basically like a daughter to him but i did not see him as a father figure whatsoever oh, that's so good because <laughs> i was just a dumb little alien baby that's my favorite thing about the unrequited is like when people don't use it for a romantic relationship like the the thing that i kept in mind while i was writing it was like can this also be used for vegeta oh my god who just really <laughs> wants to be goku's rival and goku does not care <laughs> <laughs> that's beautiful <laughs> oh my goodness um but yes uh tony had uh lots of love and great reviews about that playbook and i i am glad that i finally get to tell you to your digital face as we are in discord but <laughs> that makes me very happy i have butterflies now <laughs> yay <laughs> um but yes yeah, so that's that's a, a little touch i guess of our history where we're in like uh, and it's dancing at least tangentially related to the to the to the topic today too. Is it really vaguely? I mean, uh, Kingdom Hearts. Um, oh, true. Final Fantasy. True. So we have been dancing around each other in the interstitial community, and we've been friends on Twitter for quite some time. But now, now I finally get to talk to you, Discord to Discord, and uh, this opportunity has been brought to us by the fact that this Discord or this Discord this this podcast exists, and I'm very excited. But you came to me with a topic today that we kind of hinted at earlier, Final Fantasy, but very specifically one kind of Final Fantasy, the yeah. 14th one. <laughs> the finalist of fantasies. The finalist. Will it ever end? Has it ended officially? Um, no. In fact, we... Uh, wait, sorry, 14 or Final Fantasy in general? Fin yeah. Is there any more than 14? Uh, yes. So there's been a 15. 16 should be coming out this year. Oh my um, gosh. But 14 is still going strong eight years in. Uh, we just recently had a massive expansion last year, uh, and we should still be getting another one next year. So wow. it's going strong. There are no signs of it stopping anytime soon. No bounds. Uh, that's why um, I like to call this one the finalist fantasy, because like more Final Fantasies keep coming out, but this one is still going. So I just like to think that as long as Final Fantasy as a brand is around, this one will just still be here. It will still be. So you said Final Fantasy XIV has been around for eight years? Technically ten, and that's something I definitely want to yeah. bring up once uh, once I start info dumping on you. Uh, in its current form, eight. Okay. So have you? when did you start playing Final Fantasy XIV? That's a complicated question. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, I first downloaded and tried Final Fantasy XIV with a free trial back, like, five years ago, probably. Four to, four to five years ago. Um, oh, my goodness. And I lasted, like, a week, and then I quit because I have anxiety, and I don't like talking to people I don't know, and it was very difficult to, like, play an MMO like that and oh, then i tried it again like three years ago because a couple of friends convinced me to do it um mm -hmm. and i lasted a little bit longer i was very much enjoying it uh but i did something that uh, i shouldn't have done which was i i level grinded to get a specific thing 
Uh, oh, no. And then I burnt myself out and didn't finish the story. Oh. But then about a year and a half ago, I got back into it. And this time it stuck. Uh, because this time I got into it along with a community of, like, role players. Um, people, people role play in this game. Ooh. Just, like, with their characters. And so I was like, okay, now I have, like, a big reason to get to the end of the story. Because I have all these people I can talk to about it. And... You know, the more you know about the story, the more you can roleplay in this world. Uh, mm -hmm. And so that really gave me that motivation to stick with it. And now I just, I'm so invested that I'm just, I'm into it. I'm here for the long haul. <laughs> I'm here forever, whether you like it or not. <laughs> Once you get far enough, there's no quitting. <laughs> I live here now. <laughs> oh my goodness. So did, did, you, ju did you just um, enjoy Final Fantasy XIV like as is? Did you just jump in because you thought it was cool? Or did you, because I mean, obviously from the interstitial community, you enjoy the Kingdom Hearts franchise. Yeah. But did you also enjoy a lot of the Final Fantasy franchise? Yes. Or? So the first time I tried to jump in, the first two times, it was because I'm a big Final Fantasy fan. I got, I, I first got Kingdom Hearts 1 on the PS2 20 fucking years ago. Um Ayo. fell in love. I had never heard of a Final Fantasy before. So that year for Christmas, I asked for the newest Final Fantasy, which was 10 at the time. Um, and that was a great game. Fell in love. And I've been working my way through much of the Final Fantasy series since then. Uh, but I never really got a chance to look at the MMOs because for much of my life, I have been a teenager uh, who doesn't have True. disposable income. Same. Um, <laughs> But then there was the free trial and things like that, you know, uh, that got me to look into 14. Uh, and uh, it, it's been great. I haven't looked back. Hell yeah. I definitely like Final Fantasy 14 has been in my like peripherals, I guess, for lack of better words that I can think of. Mm -hmm. um, I know a lot of people who's been into it. Um I even remember distinctly when I first hired Kingdom, it's just I paid him for the first episode to edit. It's just like, hell yeah, Final Fantasy and cheeseburger money. <laughs> and I went, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, um, that, mean, that means that the Kingdom can't use my favorite meme uh, against you, uh, which is whenever what? whenever someone tells you that you're rating wrong or you're playing wrong or whatever, you just yell, you don't pay my sub. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, you do, though. You pay Kingdom subs. <laughs> oh, my God. Now, next time I pay Kingdom, it's just like sub money, <laughs> no context. <laughs> what is it? But I, I have been, and and I think that extends same with like the rest of the Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts franchises. I've played more Kingdom Hearts, uh, like you know, Kingdom Hearts two when it came out. The song was a bop. I was interested. Hell Disney. Yeah. I barely knew anything about Final Fantasy. I didn't even realize that there was Final Fantasy in it until probably like. 10 years ago no is it 10 years ago i don't know how old i was you're just like i don't know who these anime people are these are these are kingdom hearts characters the my only exposure to final fantasy was a playstation demo disc that had 10 2 on it wait two not not even 10 but 10 2 yes i, I believe that's what the with pain riku yes and Yuna. oh my god yeah. that's wild that they did a demo disc with a sequel I know. Well, my dad got the PlayStation magazine, and so oh, those um, were the those were the shit. 
Yeah, and so we didn't have games. We just rented them from Blockbuster. And if I wanted to play something else than what I got from Blockbuster, it was the PlayStation demo discs that he had been saving for me. <laughs> uh, I, I will admit I have played the first level of Gex more times than I can count because of those discs. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so um, that was probably my most exposure till I started dating Tony. And Tony has since then given me a great deal of random pockets of knowledge about Final Fantasy. Um, I know that I love Zack, and I'm not entirely sure why, but he's just a golden retriever and a black cat suit. He's a good boy. He's a very good boy. Um, And then, of course, Cloud. What is there not to love? And then with wrestling, I learned a lot more about Sephiroth through Kenny Omega. (laughs) (laughs) I was hoping you were going to say that when you got to wrestling. Um, Have you seen his newest entrance? I saw the one at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, the one where he just fully just plays one winged angel. <laughs> it was wild. It was so uh, Tony literally was like, "This is my favorite match I have ever. This is it. This is the fa- This is the best thing that's ever happened in my life." Because we he he works night, I work day. So uh, he's like, "When you come home, wake me up. We're watching this." <laughs> he's watched that match probably five times. One of one of my current favorite rookies, um, who dubs themselves the main character of wrestling and constantly wears like anime inspired uniforms. Mm-hmm. Um, their current like finisher move, they call it the Angel Breaker, and it's just a one winged angel into a backbreaker. And I'm like, God, that would be a dream match to see that used on Kenny Omega. <laughs> oh. So I'm Sephiroth. No, I'm Sephiroth. <laughs> Beautiful. Oh. But yeah, so I'm excited to expand my Final Fantasy knowledge. Hell yeah. And then maybe surprise Tony with it. Sadly, there is no Sephiroth in this one, but I, there are Obvious. some pretty boys. Oh, I I love me some pretty boys. Goodness. <laughs> what you calls it? Let's see. Do I have any other questions? No, I think I'm good. If I have any more, I will ask them. Please do feel free to ask questions. All Just right. interrupt me every five seconds. It'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and this has a free trial, right? Yeah, cool. <laughs> so in Final Fantasy XIV, right. define 14. <laughs> <laughs> Is that two by seven or seven by two? <laughs> All right. I got the timer going now. And you are free. You are free. Oh, uh, I, I forgot to ask how uh, how we feel about spoilers here. Um, let Final Fantasy has been out for a hot minute. Yeah. I'll but try. And, there's a new thing. I'll try and like. I'm probably gonna spoil the shit out at the beginning, and then I will like drop off less and less spoilers the further I get into the plot. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, that way, I preserve some of the late game stuff. Um, yeah. So the, uh, I want to start with like. The fascinating beginning of Final Fantasy XIV, um, the reason I had said it was complicated how long it's been around, Final Fantasy hey, first launch, 14 first launched about 10 years ago, and maybe 11 by now, but um, it was called Final Fantasy XIV, no subtitle, uh, and to mi- not mince words, it was hot dog shit. Um, hey, it was kind of not a great game. Um there was a lot of baffling decisions with it. Like there was no methods of fast traveling movement, no mounts, no teleporting. Like if you wanted to go somewhere in the game, you had to walk. Um, What is this death stranding? Right. Like there was literally, you would have to set up like, Hey, we're going to go over here and fight this world boss. 
Um, everybody make sure you log in 20 minutes beforehand so you can, like, walk over here and fight it. Um, and, like, there was just a lot of weird decisions in terms of, like, how the classes worked and things like that. So the part of how the, the mechanics of the game work is that all of the classes are upgrades from basic things. So, like, you don't start as a paladin. You start as a gladiator, just a guy with a sword and a shield. And then at a certain point, you can become a paladin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't start as a monk, you just start as a pugilist, a brawler, etc. Like, you get your cool superpowers later. It tracks. And when they first launched it, all of those quote-unquote advanced classes, or as I like to call them, the things you would recognize from Final Fantasy, like Black Mage, Dragoon, etc. Mm -hmm. You actually had to level multiple things to get them. Um, So, like, Nowadays, to become a Dragoon, you just have to start as a Lancer, level up like 15 times, 30 times, and then you're a Dragoon. Originally, you had to be like, okay, I have 15 levels in Lancer, uh, and I have 15 levels in Gladiator, uh, and that lets me unlock Dragoon. And it was just like this weird baffling decisions like that. I mean... It kind of makes sense a little bit, like in right? real life. Like you gotta kind of gotta cross diversify it. your skill set a little. Um, Keeps it a little fresh, but that's so much effort just to become a dragoonius, right? And like, just a lot of little things like that. And like, the plot was very not. I'm not gonna say bad, but it was a little confusing. The cutscenes, a lot of them like glanced over things. Uh, it just you know it had its dedicated fans, but it wasn't very good. Um, to the mm -hmm. point where. After a year of being out, they took the game offline. Oh my gosh. And the, the people who made the game literally put out a public apology of like, we're sorry that we released this. Um, we're going to fix it. And they completely got a new dev team. They got a new director. Um, we, we know and love him in our fandom. Uh, he talks to us on the regular. He does like developer diaries and stuff. He does live streams talking about the expansions. Uh, Yoshi P is his nickname. He came in and they, they pulled him in to fix it. And it relaunched as Final Fantasy XIV, A Realm Reborn. Um, and that's when it started to get popular. Uh, because then oh, it was actually a better game. <laughs> that's so wild. They, this, they got the Sonic treatment before Sonic happened? Is that what I'm understanding it as? Honestly, it went further than that. Because it, they didn't just retread the plot of when they first came out. A Realm Reborn is actually a completely different plot. So the official game, like that was Final Fantasy XIV 2.0. 1.0 ended very definitively. Um, interestingly, in video games, uh, like rarely, because it's something so rare, the heroes lost. No, babies. <laughs> um, most of the plot was this fairly standard invading empire using dark magic to do weird shit but the final part of their plan was that they were going to pull down the moon and just crash it into the earth as you do in the moon was a sealed uh they call them primals in 14 but they're summons eidolons whatever you want to call them from other final fantasy games mm. um there was a sealed primal which is which was bahamut the, the king of the dragons Oh, goodness. Um, in the moon. So the plan was to pull down the moon, shatter it, and release Bahamut. And they succeed in that. Uh, the final event of Final Fantasy XIV 1.0 
was actually an in-game event on the last day that the servers were live, uh, in which the biggest location, the biggest open location in the game, the Plains of Cart now, played host to a global event in which the Empire's massive army showed up. And players could go there and fight them off for as long as they wanted uh, for, for that day. And all of the, like, assembled allied states were also helping. There was NPC soldiers, things like that. Mm -hmm. And at the moment that the game servers went down, right before they went down, a message went through into everybody's chat box from one of the NPC leaders saying, we... Something's gone wrong. We've lost contact with the Ford host. I think this is it. And then the game servers shut down completely, and everybody got a cutscene of the moon shattering open and Bahamut coming out and just blasting everyone. I'm actually getting like shivers. It, like, like. It was wild. <laughs> <laughs> like especially like it's one thing is like to hear it after it's happened like retrospectively i guess of like that's a wild decision to make but to like think about it like you're actively playing they're doing this really cool thing and everybody dies yeah everybody dies um in fact that is so canon that the players of the original 1.0 are part of the canon lore of the game um ayo there is a 5 year time skip when A Realm Reborn kicks off. And one of the first things you learn is that five years ago, this big thing happened at the Battle of Cartnow. And we don't know exactly what happened, but the world was almost destroyed. And then in the end, it wasn't. And for whatever reason, in-universe, nobody can actually remember what happened. Obviously, the real reason is the servers went down and it wasn't like an actual boss fight cutscene or whatever. Mm -hmm. But in universe, nobody knows how the day was saved or the faces of anybody who saved the day. All they know is that all of these adventurers fought off Bahamut and then there was a wave of light and then everything was over and they were gone. Uh, and so all of those people are now just collectively known as the Warriors of Light because nobody remembers who they are. They just know no. that they existed. And I think that's a really cool way to, like, immortalize the people who played in the original game. Yeah, that's precious. Like, did was it something that you could, like, show off? Like, you was can. it, like, a badge? Um, if, you, if you have an account with a character that was around during 1.0, that character gets access to two unique things. They get a special mount in the game, like a special chocobo. And they get access to a tattoo uh, of the, the logo of the game, which is a meteor falling. Um, oh. And only characters who were around in 1.0 can have that tattoo. That's cool. Uh, so if you ever see somebody with that tattoo, you know that character's been around at least 10 years. Ooh. Which is wild. <laughs> yeah. Whew. Unfortunately, for a little while... That was kind of the coolest thing that 14 did. Um, oh, no. A Realm Reborn was good. It was solid, especially for an MMO 10 years ago. It's got some pacing issues, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, it fixed a lot with the... Uh, sorry, it fixed a lot with like the mechanics and stuff. Uh, and honestly, even just like the cutscenes were higher quality. There was good voice acting. The graphics were better. 
but the the plot itself had some pacing issues like there's an entire section in the middle where it's like why am i doing all this um hmm. but it's, it's nice it's still fun um it's honestly pretty standard final fantasy for or final fantasy affair for that that beginning bit mm -hmm. so to, to very quickly summarize the the like base game uh, okay. You are an adventurer who, you know, does basic adventurer mercenary stuff at first, and then you quickly get recruited by these guys that I'm posting in the little reference channel, uh, the the Scions of the Seventh Dawn, uh, and they are basically a non-politically affiliated group of heroes. They they help fight threats that are not just people going to war with each other. <laughs> They they fight the chaos, not so much the locally created chaos. Yeah, like Entropy. hey, you have a you have a local local dispute, and that's not what we're here for. There's a giant monster being summoned. We'll send someone out. Um, yeah, and obviously you as the player character get involved in stuff all the time because you're the player character. Yeah, which uh, generally the the uh, the fandom used name for that character is just the Warrior of Light, uh, and that's what I'm going to be using throughout most of this episode. Okay. So the Warrior of Light joins the, the Scions of the Seventh Dawn. These guys are pretty cool. Um, I like them a lot. Uh, that guy on the top right, that old man, uh, his name mm -hmm. is Luiso. He's actually dead when uh, when 14 A Realm Reborn starts because he is a big part of the reason that Bahamut did not destroy the world. Uh, he basically sacrificed himself at the end of 14 1.0. Uh, Baby. He's cool. Uh, the two the two twins in front of him are his twins. I are his like twin grandkids. I love mm. them so much. They are the, they are all of our collective children. <laughs> um, they're delightful. It takes a village, it, you know. It does. Um, it takes an entire server. <laughs> generally, <laughs> generally, most of that first part of the game, that first like core game, is your standard. Hey, there's an invading empire. We're gonna fight the empire off. We're gonna fight some pseudo gods. It's Final Fantasy. Um, it's not really gonna do anything super groundbreaking if you've played a Final Fantasy game before, uh, other than the fact that it's an MMO, so you get to do it with other people. Um, the parts where it started to get good were after that, when they started to add more stuff to the game. Mm -hmm. Um, so a big part of the cycle for this game is that you do you do the, you do the core game, and then there was content that is technically part of the core game but was added in later patches. Oh, okay, like DLC kind of energy? Kind of. Like, it was free. It was just kind of like, the game came out, and then a couple months later, they added, like, a couple more quests. And then a couple months later, they added a few more quests. Uh, essentially to kind of simulate the plot moving forward as time moved on. Okay. And then after a year or two, they did the first big expansion. Uh, and then, in between expansions, they continue to do that, where they will do patches that add more content to kind of bridge the gap between each expansion. Mm -hmm. uh, generally, what it would be is it would be the expansions are on roughly a two-year cycle, and generally the first year or so after an expansion is tying up loose ends and kind of wrapping up the expansion, and then the next year or so before the next expansion is starting to hint towards and lead into that expansion. Okay. Um, so things are kind of constantly moving forward. In the post- uh, in that patch content post the base game, things started to get interesting. A lot of it focused on this delightful boy, this little child, who 
we love and support. Uh, he's one of the twins. Uh, his name is Alphanod. Uh, we love Alphanod. He's he's good boy. Good baby. And he is kind of your classic Final Fantasy character uh, in that he is like a 16-year-old boy, I think he was like 15 at the time, who takes the weight of the world on his shoulders because he, mm. he knows that he knows better than any of these adults. And the interesting thing that 14 did is that he's wrong. <laughs> My little protagonist boy. Um, oh no. <laughs> he he decides that the, the thing that makes the Scions of the Seventh Dawn not as good as they could be is that they're just a handful of heroes. And it would be a lot better if there was like a standing army that wasn't affiliated with any government and this army could respond to outside threats uh, effectively. Which is, okay, you know what? That's a solid idea, you know, but you're 15 and you didn't really think through any of the implications of this or any of the logistics of this. And so we get into why it's a bad idea for a 15 year old to make an army. That being inevitably somebody high up in that army who is an adult will decide this is my army now. <laughs> you are a child. And and there's a coup. There's a coup and it's awful. Um, multiple people oh. die. Uh, oh no! It this child feels really bad about this. Um, but there's a coup. This army is suddenly like a rogue, and the scions of the seventh dawn get blamed for everything bad that uh, that just happened. Um, it's actually the no. uh, the first instance of my favorite thing that the game does, which is you know this being an MMO, you can't just pause it whenever you want. No, and so. At the beginning of the last cutscene, before this whole shit goes down, where he gets betrayed, uh, you go to t you, like finish the quest, and it warns you. It says, by finishing this quest, uh, a large number of cutscenes will play in the sequence. Please ensure you have time to finish them before continuing. And that has become oh, kind man. of the signpost for players to go, uh-oh. Because every time that happens, some shit goes down. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> like sometimes you'll just be playing innocently and you're like, okay, I'll do one more quest before bed. And it's like, if you continue this quest, a large number of cutscenes will play in sequence and you go, oh, oh no. <laughs> do I go to sleep and do I stress about this for the next 12 to 24 hours? Or do I watch it now and not sleep for another hour? <laughs> hmm. The decisions that you must make. I'd honestly, the the curiosity would absolutely kill me. Oh yeah, I, I have, would have to. to. I the worst day that I've ever had in Final Fantasy fourteen was the day that I was like, I'm gonna play a little bit before work, and then I got to one of those dialogues, and I was like, No, now I have to go to work. No, <laughs> I've never been more tempted to call out and play video games. <laughs> I I keep forgetting that's an option. <laughs> Uh, and then at this point, this is when the game gets really, really good. Like, I enjoy it before that point, but mm -hmm. it improves significantly at this this point in the game. Basically, because you get blamed for everything, you have to flee the country. And that's where the first expansion hits. It's called Heaven's Word, and you, you flee to this, like, icy elf nation in the mountains. Hmm. And it gets awesome from there um hey y'all 
I really like the way this game plays with thematics. Um, each expansion really leans into a different theme in terms of like what it's about. And it's really interesting. So Heaven's Word, right on the tail of that, a lot of the themes of Heaven's Word are about how war is just kind of inherently self-destructive and traumatizing. Yeah. There's a lot of like the sins of the fathers type stuff going on during that uh, during that expansion. Because uh, the basics of it is that the nation that you flee to has been at war with the dragons for literal generations. The dragons. And so you just have people who have never known anything other than war with the dragons. So obviously everyone hates dragons. Dragons are totally evil, of course, obviously. And like there's themes of like the nuance of like, hey, just because they're your enemy right now doesn't mean that they're evil people. Um, mm -hmm. you guys did some fucked up shit too. There's discussions of like propaganda and like the rewriting of history to fit needs. There's lots of stuff about like how responsible are you for what your forefathers have done. And it, it introduces two of my favorite characters. Uh, we have this wonderful lesbian who I adore. Her name is Yisail. And she is seen as a traitor by most people uh, because she is on the side of the dragons. She is leading like a rebel group that wants the dragons to win uh, because she thinks that her people suck. Uh, the elves suck ass and this war was their fault to begin with. So the dragons should win. Um, hey, and she's great I love her, she's my wife um, wife so pretty uh, she's also like Shiva the ice lady in Final Fantasy <gasps> really? yeah she she can turn into Shiva, she's great um, uh, I actually know about Shiva from watching an old Final Fantasy video thingy and, and there was a whole thing about like is Shiva the one, this Shiva in history or this other one? So I know about this one and I'm proud of myself. <laughs> <laughs> She's really fun. Um, I really like how she looks as Shiva too. Like she, she looks really cool when she transforms. Um, I love her a lot. And oh, the other outfit. person that you hang out a lot with is the, is this stinky bastard man. Um, who I also love, but he is a stinky bastard man. Dang. Um, and his name is Astinian. Uh, and he is basically the leader of the dragoons of the, the army that are fighting the dragons. And so those two people are kind of the leaders of two opposite camps, and you have to like get them to work together to save the world and end the war. Which that's always fun. I enjoy doing that. <laughs> you know, I'm having a moment here. I'm a I'm a little bit of a character design nerd. Mm -hmm. Um it's just one of my little passions, and it's occurred to me, this individual, this stinky man, stinky man. decided to dress like a dragon. He I know did. he's a dragoonist, but he fighting dragons, but he dressed like he one. Did. So the fun thing about the dragoons in this setting, they are knights that have specifically trained to be able to fight dragons. Mm-hmm. Which is why they do the things where it's like, oh, I'm going to jump 50 feet into the air. Uh, with my lance, like that, they are specifically trained to fight dragons. But the best way to fight a dragon is to use dragon power. So he actually has a specific artifact 
that allows him to channel the power of the strongest dragon and use it to fight dragons. That's toxic. Isn't it? Isn't I'm it? having a moment here. <laughs> That's so toxic. That's straight up like, I'm killing you with your own strongest guy's vibes. For And I don't even know if he's if he's harvesting that consensually. Oh, he's not. Um, not at all. That's so rude. Um, stinky. He's a stinky man. Um, it's also... A big meme in the in the in the community. He is a stinky, stinky man because there is a bit where he defeats a, like a big dragon by like jumping into its mouth and like stabbing out the other side, and then he gets just covered in blood and his armor is red now, and then his armor is red for the rest of the expansion, and it's like, sir, wash your armor, please. <laughs> You just need to take a quick dip in some acetone, man. <laughs> so he's a stinky Jeez. man. Um, Ew. He, he later gets better. Um, a big part of his arc is learning like, oh, I am biased. I, I am biased and this is bad. <laughs> Have you now seen your crimes? <laughs> Goodness, I'm glad he learned. That's a that's my I think honestly my biggest like 2023 goal is that like yes you may be shitty now but after being educated will you continue to be shitty? Yeah, um, he does the really fun thing that I like when edgy characters do, which is like when they're on that road to redemption and they like want to help, but they don't think that they deserve to like join your party yet. Uh, and so he'll just, like, show up randomly throughout the next, like, three expansions and be like, I'm here to help. And then, like, fight something with you and then leave. <laughs> he did what he said he was going to do. <laughs> uh, it's very fun. Um, he has a very long, like, slow burn arc of, like, getting better and learning to, like, forgive himself, uh, which it's is fun. really good to hear. Oh, goodness. Uh, he also kind of becomes, like, a big brother figure to the the little boy. Uh, which is delightful. Not during this expansion. During this expansion, he's a stinky bastard man. Um, uh, now I don't like you, but later. But like later, like later he he's he's like, are you, have you been eating well? <laughs> Did you drink your water? Did you, Did you drink take your, your vitamins? Did you take your meds today? <laughs> uh, you don't look hydrated. Come here. <laughs> he's very fun. And then. I think that's the most I want to go into on that one without spoiling the the arc uh, okay. of like how the war ends and stuff. But it, rest assured, it's intense. Oh. For for a while, that was considered the best expansion, which is why it's in the meme of like including the award winning expansion, Heaven's Word. That's that expansion. Oh, so you, it it immediately like the game goes from like this is fine, but I don't get the hype to. Oh, now I get the hype as soon as you get to this part of the game. <laughs> hey, yo, you just fast pass, like quick cued that, man. <laughs> um, and then the next expansion shifts gears a little bit. It's still about war, but like in a different way, because this one was very much about an unjust war and like the uh, like what makes conflict worth continuing that kind of thing. Uh, mm -hmm. The second expansion is called Stormblood, and it kind of is the opposite end of it. Uh, so the big empire that you fought off in the in the base game, they are an empire. They're not like one country that was trying to be an empire. Like, they already were an empire. 
Uh, you were just fighting them out of the place where you live. So in Stormblood, you actually go to two of the places that are occupied by that empire, and you, like, liberate them and kick the empire out. Okay. And so that one has a lot of themes of, like, occupation and resistance and, like, the effects that it has on the people there. Um, and you kind of see, like, every side of that. Like, you, you see the people who have been crushed. You see the people who have been trying to resist this entire time. You have the people who have just kind of shrugged it off and assimilated as best they can because, like, fuck it. If I bow my head and do what they want, they won't kill me. Mm -hmm. You have the people who have actively joined the Empire because they feel like that's the best thing that they can do for themselves and their family. And, like, the the examination of, like, is that okay or not? Like, are you a traitor? Are you just doing what's best? Like, it's very oh, interesting. Oh, my goodness. Um, I'm having a moment <laughs> over here. Forgive me, because that just sent me into a book I read. It's not like, it's like, uh... It's one of the Cosmere books, uh -huh. the Mistborn trilogy. There is a whole scene where, like, one character is like, well, they they were, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm not trying to derail this. No, it's okay. Oh, no. Uh, uh, so the Ska were basically the equivalent of slaves, like indentured servitude, but more so slavey. And um, so one guy was like, I want a better life for my family. So he went to go work as a guard for the people who were uh enslaving his people you know what i mean right. for the kingdom and so even though the main one of the main characters his whole thing is like i'm trying to free the ska um he ends up killing that guy without a second thought it's like because he betrayed us but it's like but that's one of your people yes <laughs> he, was, it, he, he did this so he could feed his kids and it's like yeah but like he still betrayed the rest of us and that you're dead to me. And so it's one of those things that like, I think about a lot when it comes to this sort of like department of conversations of like war and you know, what, what is right and what is wrong. Yeah. I kind of remember that moment. Question. Like, uh, this is, this is the character that fits exactly what you're describing. Her name is Fordola. Um, she spends that entire expansion as an antagonist. Because she's that person. She she joined out of self-preservation. And, like, she has fought her own countrymen to the death sometimes because she has joined the army of this occupying nation. But, like, at the same time, it's like, that's what kept you alive. So it's, like, the big question of, like, can we forgive you for this type stuff? Yeah. It it gets deep. It's not the most beloved expansion. A lot of people like Heaven's Word better, um, because Heaven's mm -hmm. Word's a little bit more spectacular. Um, Stormblood really got in the weeds with like these kinds of questions and discussions. I think that's great, and it also reminds me of like, and people wonder how like our generation and the next generation became the way that we are, <laughs> right? And I'm just pointing at Final <laughs> Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we were raised on stinky bastard men and forgiveness <laughs> exactly it's really good i like it a lot not my favorite expansion but it's up there i i don't dislike any of the expansions to be honest they all sound like really good in their own right especially in context of like when they were released yes because this would have been game came out eight years ago second expansion this would have been roughly four years ago ish that this came out so like 
right in the middle of, coincidentally, a lot of wars that were going on with occupying mm-hmm. forces. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, games aren't political. <laughs> They're not? <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, it's also the expansion that let you be a samurai. So that's, that's fun. Because each expansion has added a couple of new classes that are like, relevant lore wise to the places that Mm -hmm. you're in uh and one of the two countries that you're liberating is fantasy japan nice Uh, i love me some wano it's the one that's like hey you want to be a samurai (laughs) sick oh man good shit it is very um is there like a specific quest i know that we've talked a lot of like kind of overview of a lot of the plot line and a lot of the different Uh expansions uh, whether it's a dumb little side quest or if it's like a major plot point, is there one that like, like that's just special? Yes. Oh my God. Yes. I need to know. So the game does this really fun thing that I really like where the, each class that you can play has its own unique quest line. So alongside doing the main story, like if you are a black mage, there is a specific story for being a black mage. Of like what that class is doing, how you're learning more stuff about it, that kind of thing. Um, Mm -hmm. Most of them are just kind of fine. They're decent. They're just kind of there. But specifically, Mm -hmm. during Heaven's Word, uh, they released the Dark Knight. Which is just the the edgy bastard covered in armor and has a sword that would make Guts proud. Batman! (laughs) Yes. And... The Dark Knight as a class is fueled by emotion, uh, mostly anger. We'll, we'll be real, uh, but it's, it's fueled by emotion. And it does this fascinating thing where so you can't get the Dark Knight until you reach Heaven's Word, which means you have to have played through the entire base game first. You have, oh, no. you have canonically saved the world by the time you are allowed to be a Dark Knight. Multiple times over. <laughs> um, All in a day's work. And and that's kind of the point of the Dark Knight. That joke you just made. Because while you are training to be a Dark Knight, your, your, your mentor is taking you around to different areas to train. And each time you get somewhere, an NPC will approach you and be like, Oh my god, it's the Warrior of Light. Thank god you're here. Can you help us? One of our people got kidnapped by goblins. Can you go beat them up? Please. And you're like, yeah, okay. And you go just like beat the shit out of like a little monster. And then like your mentor is like, aren't you fucking sick of this? Like you've saved the world like four times. Who the fuck are they to ask you to go save their like random kidnapped kid from a village? Like, Call the fucking army. I don't know. This is beneath you. Aren't you sick of being nice? Don't you just want to go ape shit? Um, and like, it's just this really fascinating look at like, it can be frustrating to be the protagonist sometimes. That I I honestly, there's so much resonating energy that just came out of every word you just said in terms of like, um, being the uh, what's the word I'm looking for. Like the person in your family or group of friends or like, you know, whatever it may be, blood or not, 
and that like you are the mom friend you are the protector you do all of the caretaking for your family or whatever it may be so you've done all of this stuff and people just keep asking you more and more and even I, though you're happy to do it at some point who's going to take care of you who's gonna, you when down. do you get to rest and i can completely understand that like whew. and then i kind of want to share the big twist at the end of that plot line so we woo we woo spoiler alarm um for anyone who might play a dark knight the mentor that's been teaching you the entire time turns out to not be a real physical person, but it is actually <gasps> the manifest the manifestation of the Warrior of Light's inner anger at being told what to do by all of these people that don't even know them. Angst goes. So, like, it turns out that it hasn't been this person edging egging you on to be angry. It's been your anger being like, God, these people just keep asking for more. I've killed like four gods already. When is it gonna be enough? <laughs> oh my goodness! And it's it's so good. Um, it it is so good that the person who wrote that specific plot line, um, because obviously you can't have one person write an entire MMO, right? Yeah. Like most of the side quests and stuff are not made by the same people who make the main story. Uh -huh. The the lady who wrote that, and of course a woman wrote that. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. She. That was so well-received that when the third expansion came out, Shadowbringers, she was made the main writer for Shadowbringers. Like, Good for that, her! That, that particular side quest was so well-received that they were like, fuck it, you get to write the main story now. <laughs> you get a raise. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes a lot of sense, because that third expansion dives a lot into themes of like forgiveness and self-sacrifice. <laughs> oh man and knowing when sometimes it's better to not sacrifice yourself <laughs> look at these people go like it's it's really cool to hear like just kind of backing up the the field of view camera here yeah. of, like we went from this very basic base story that was you know still good people still played it people mm -hmm. still enjoy it and they still heavily respect it in the current times but like they they just they they hit they did a hard reset and they said actually like we're going to give this the treatment it deserves and got it a bunch of new parents to dawdle, dawdle all over it. And <laughs> here we are. This is a really beautiful, intense story with a lot of great messages and a lot of like good perspective, whether it's like hard or not to like digest. Yeah. And like through Ooh. and somehow all through the lens of like, hey, you're going to go through a dungeon with four of your buddies. <laughs> <laughs> like the fact that they can tell this story through that lens is fascinating. That gives me so much joy. Oh my goodness. Yeah. These character designs are wild. Uh, I want to show you a stinky bastard man that I think you'll like. Uh, he doesn't show up until the third expansion, uh, but he's a great stinky bastard man. He, he, he's great. Cruella DeVille. Um, the fandom loves him. He's a little divisive, <laughs> but like most for the most part, they love him. Uh, he is the, the prerequisite villain that everyone thirsts over. Um, oh, of course. Because he is he is a sarcastic bastard man who like he does the thing where he follows you around throughout the entire expansion and just kind of keeps showing up and snarking at you and being like, Hey, I'm gonna help you. And you're like, I don't trust you. And he's like, I know you don't. Um, but you know, even if you succeed, I still have other plans that are gonna uh that are gonna continue, uh, that you can't stop. Uh, and so it's really just easier on me to make sure that you, you are distracted doing what you're doing here. Uh, <laughs> and oh, he's great. Oh, man. 
he's he's one of those characters where it's like, wow, you're really fun and you're really entertaining to watch, but you are doing a genocide. <laughs> we love you. You might have made it to the baby girl poll, but <laughs> unfortunately, your genocide count is too high. <laughs> <laughs> you have done at least one of those, maybe more. <laughs> so you're just you just get to be pretty, but that's it. <laughs> uh, he, he's he's the classic uh, villain that inspires endless debate because people will defend the shit out of him because he's pretty. <laughs> 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 I mean, I can see it. Don't get me. I love me. I love me some villains, even the queer coded ones. Like, oh my goodness, and he I is love me some villains. Coded as shit. Oh, look at that e girl haircut. Like, how is he? You not, can't avoid right? it. How is he not? Um, but yeah, also toxic. He's super so, fucking toxic. You know, I'll who's follow your not Instagram. Toxic though. <laughs> uh, my favorite cat girl. My favorite cat girl's not toxic at all. She's delightful. Her name's Ishola. Uh, maybe she's kind of the poster girl of the of the series uh this is her later more iconic outfit uh that's kind of what she wears in the base game um mm -hmm. this is what she wears in later expansions and is like a lot more iconic with mm -hmm. she's great she's hot i'm gay but she's kind of the mom of the of the group she's the one that's like hey everyone make sure you get out alive uh, but she's also the mom in the sense that she's the mommy. Uh, <laughs> uh, I adore her. And the writers have really leaned into the fandom's perception of her as mommy, sorry, mommy, sorry. Um, oh, goodness. <laughs> to the point where in Heaven's Word, there's a bit where you get to call her mommy. Oh, Or sorry, goodness. you get to call her mother. Where she's like scolding you for something. And you, you get the option to sarcastically respond, yes, mother. And if you do that, she looks at you, like, harshly, and she goes, if I'm your mother, then I shall bend you over my knee. And I'm like, oh. Oh, the writers knew what they were doing here. <laughs> they did that on purpose! <laughs> How could you do this to me? <laughs> no! Uh, she's great. Unproblematic fave. Um, <laughs> the, Good be. The only problematic thing that she does is that she tries to sacrifice herself at least once per expansion. <laughs> you know it do be like that though it do sometimes be like that oh my goodness um what a good bean i love the design i also love that like the first outfit she's got the little tiny branch and then it just <laughs> evolves into this badass staff yes and that is really fun because at the beginning of the game she's just kind of like a supporty healer type person who will like help out a little bit, but she's not like a person who fights after the expansion starts and like everyone's been betrayed and like people have died. She, she becomes an offensive spellcaster and like upgrades into this big badass staff where she's like, no, now, now I choose violence. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my brain keeps trying to equate it to Overwatch terms. I'm like, oh, we went from Mercy to Moira. Kind Dig of, it. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> that's that's a very apt comparison. Hell yeah, I under I understood the assignment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's most of the expansions. I don't really want to talk too much about the newest one because realistically, mm -hmm. the newest one is just kind of the big culmination. It has brought in elements from the last three expansions and, like, characters from the last eight years. 
and was like, here's the big finale. We're going to do kind of a reset, not like a reboot, but like we're going to do a big finale thing. And then like things are going to calm down for a little bit. And then we're going to start building up again with the next expansion. Okay. Because, you know, you can only escalate so many times. Um, yeah. So they, they kind of they finished it off in the new one. So there's the new one doesn't have a ton of, like, unique themes to it other than being the culmination of a big story. The only thing I could really think of is that, like, I mean, it's very, it's heartbreaking. It is genuinely emotional. Um, like, you you are playing this story that has eight years worth of story behind it. Even if you weren't playing for eight years, you've played through all of that. And like, you're seeing all of these characters at like the culmination of their journey. And the, the biggest thing I can think of in terms of thematics is that intentions are good, but, but mm -hmm. caution is better. <laughs> Yeah, because pretty much everything that goes wrong in that expansion is the result of somebody who was trying to do something good and went too far with it. It does be like that. It does like, be like that. I'm trying to find words for it, but I almost feel like I don't need to explain it. But yeah, that I I have that happens in real life all of the time. <laughs> it really does. Um. And that's all of the expansions that are currently out. We're currently in that, like, between expansion time. Something that I really find fun about playing through this, this game is there's a little bit of something for everybody in it, in my opinion. I think anybody who can find a way to enjoy the gameplay of it. Because I understand the MMO gameplay is not for everybody. Yeah. But I think if you can find enjoyment in the gameplay, there is something in the story for everybody. Mm-hmm. Especially in terms of like payoff, the game is very good at like, fuck it, you 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 one you One Piece, um, the same one the piece. same way One Piece does, where it's like little things from like five arcs ago, paying off, and you're like, oh shit, <laughs> oh, oh my goodness, I have there is I, I you know I have to comment on this, especially because <laughs> it's One Piece. Um, I'm gonna try to explain it as best I okay. can. But so Tony, I finally surpassed Tony in my progress of watching One Piece. And thank you. I'm still in Whole Cake. Um, oh, okay. I explained to my coworker earlier today that I just needed a One Piece break just because I, I jammed. It's I mean, I've been watching it since November of 2021, but I can only take so much at a time. So I'll watch it in chunks and I'll take a break in chunks and take a break. Yeah. But I like spoilers, which people may think i'm a madman for <laughs> i love spoilers especially for one piece that's because fascinating i get to find those little easter egg nuggets Earlier. that oda has left behind yeah, for me that's fair. like the very recent thing with uh i think it's gear five i'm not gonna go any more details yeah. about gear five but it's really neat how in fishman island they talk about it they do and i was like what uh, I think my favorite example what? of that is um, looking back at chapter one and realizing that Shanks did Conqueror's Hockey. Oh, shoot. I didn't even think about yeah, that. Yeah, he uh, he looked at the monster and his eye like squinted and there was like a there was like a sound effect and then the monster left. Uh, that he said, just kidding. <laughs> that, that looks like Conqueror's Hockey to me. <laughs> mm -hmm. I've never seen it, but that, that looks like what it is. 
I love stuff like that. And, and so for Final Fantasy fourteen is very good at that stuff. And like not even just in terms of like little things like that where it's like a small hint to something, but also in terms of like, oh, this character that I helped eight expansions back is showing up to help me now. Cool. Nice. They remembered. They really remembered. Uh, they they do a fun thing that I like a lot where sometimes characters will acknowledge what class you play as. Oh, cool. Uh, so, like, for example, during Heaven's Word, if you are playing a Dragoon, Stinky Bastard Man, who is the leader of the Dragoons, knows you. Uh, so, like, most characters show up and they go, oh, this is a Stinian. He's, our, he's the leader of our Dragoons. But if you show up as a Dragoon, it's like, oh, hey, Astinian. Hey, yo. Uh, and, like, the dialogue changes a little bit to, to acknowledge the things that you have done on the side, uh, which I think is really fun. There's also, like, <sighs> a lot of comic relief in the game, which I appreciate. Oh, thank God. <laughs> because, like, the story gets really heavy, right? Yeah. But in you between that, so the side quests, a ton of the side quests are goofy. Or, like, there will be puns in the names. The localization team is very good at that. Um, oh, good. And there's an entire quest chain that starts in the base game and continues all the way through the newest expansion. It's just a single chain of side quests that all involve the same character. <laughs> and it's just complete slapstick. Like, not just comic relief, but, like, this is now a comedy. Because um, <laughs> it's just this stupid man who thinks that he's smart and he's basically indestructible <laughs> and just the shenanigans that he gets into is he the only one who's got like tune physics going on <laughs> pretty much yeah um let me get a picture of him because he's ridiculous and i love him his name is hildebrand manderville which is a great name and this mm -hmm. is this is his picture with his normal outfit and his favorite pose to make Oh, he's a himbo. He's an absolute himbo, but he's he's a detective. <laughs> but he's a himbo. Um, detective himbo. Detective himbo. Pretty much you solve all of the things that he's investigating while he runs around and gets into himbo shenanigans. Um, Beautiful. And the the way you first get introduced to him is that he made an attempt to stop the moon from, from crashing by shooting himself out of a cannon at the moon. Oh, <laughs> and then and then fell back to the earth face first and got buried like face down halfway up to his waist in the ground just from impact. <laughs> and he lived and he lived. He is that kind of character. I I think we all know that person, though, that one tune that just keeps getting into dumb shit and still surviving. He's delightful. Um, he's not from everybody, but he's so much fun. I love him so much. What uh, a good he, bean. He even does the, like, anime smile tooth sparkle thing. Oh, of course. Tune <laughs> physics. He's got tune oh physics. Oh my god. Uh, he has, a, he has the, the fun habit of calling people by the wrong names. Like, they, they include one of my favorite side characters in Final Fantasy... Gilgamesh. He's in pretty much every Final Fantasy game. Mm -hmm. um, Gilgamesh shows up during his side quests and Hildebrand just immediately decides that his name is Greg. And he's just like, hello, Greg. And Gilgamesh is like, it's you know what? Never mind. <laughs> I shouldn't have took a sip of water when you told me that. that was... <laughs> I almost spat it everywhere. <laughs> I'm so sorry. 
beautiful because I mean, we, we all established that I love One Piece, and that is a bit Luffy does all that is the a time. Bit Luffy does all the time. <laughs> he also does this all the time. I think you would love this stupid one. Oh, I already do. It's too late. I'm done for. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people got mad recently because one of the things they do in between expansions is they'll do what's called relic weapons, which are the strongest weapon you can get each expansion without doing like hardcore raids or whatever. It's like the, mm -hmm. the strongest weapon that a casual player can get. And they require a lot of grinding and they have specific quest lines associated with them. The newest one is actually connected to him plot wise. So oh, you have no. to have been doing his quest line to get it. And a lot of people got mad because they were like, I don't do the stupid comedy side quest. I have to go back and do eight years of quests now all of a sudden. <laughs> Sucks to suck. Love the himbo. <laughs> Love the himbo. <laughs> That's a really good bit, though, from like a, produ or a producer oh, from it, a game you dev know side. Somebody of was laughing their ass off. Like, hey, what if, what if we just make them do the Manderville quest? Our <laughs> <laughs> Manderville numbers are starting to slide a little bit. <laughs> I don't uh, think everyone knows how good he is. <laughs> he's so good. He's a great little stupid himbo. Oh. Uh, one other thing that I want to mention that's completely tangential, but still technically related. Um, mm -hmm. I was I was about to say, are you familiar with Nier? But I know for a fact you're familiar with Nier. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> I've listened to podcasts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so fun fact about Nier, in the Shadowbringers expansion, the third expansion, the raids that they added for that expansion are Nier raids. Um, oh, uh, oh, what? It, it was a series of side quests and, like, hardcore dungeons that the plot for was written by Yoko Taro. What's the boy? And it is completely canon to Nier. Like, this isn't just, like, a goofy little crossover that they do in, like, a lot of games where they're like, hey, we put in, you know, this weapon from this person. No, canonically, 2B and 9S end up in the world of Final Fantasy XIV because of dimensional shenanigans. And you do a whole raid where, like, you fight the the machines from near, and you help to be a nine ass get back home. I'm having my my mouth was agape. <laughs> I there I'm like, bruh, Yoko Taro, you madman, I love you. By Yoko Taro, it's completely canon. Canonically, to be a nine ass go to Final Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> this. I need to just have you seen that meme with uh near automata where someone got a license plate tag? I don't remember who posted that in the Discord. But no, um I think I did. basically it says nine or two B nine S on a card like tag. Oh, yes, that one. <laughs> and it's like it stands for two blunts, nine two sluts. Blunts, nine <laughs> sluts. <laughs> yeah, Final Fantasy fourteen has two blunts and nine sluts. We love to hear um, it. <laughs> I mean, it has. A, there's a lot more sluts than that. Um, yeah, there is a thriving slut community in Final Fantasy XIV. Final uh, Fantasy XIV loves the hose. Final Fantasy XIV loves the hose. People, people literally run nightclubs in Final Fantasy XIV, where like you can go hang out there as your character and like vibe, and then like the DJs will be running on Twitch streams. So, like, you go in and there will be, like, a sign on the wall that says, like, hey, tune into this Twitch channel to hear the DJ. That's cool. It's delightful. 
Uh, there's there's a thriving community. Like that's probably one of the best things about Final Fantasy fourteen, besides the writing, is the community is massive. Like, I I do remember one time I was going to this like bar, I guess, but it was like chill. It was like a tea coffee bar kind of deal. And my friends had their gaming laptops out and they were logging into Final Fantasy 14. And I, you know, I, I'm curious. I'm just looking at it. Nothing on screen makes a lick of sense to me, <laughs> um, but that's OK. I'm just looking. But um, I do remember there was several times where I'd be like, what you do? And they're like, we're just waiting to get in the server. <laughs> <laughs> we're just being chilling right now. We're just um, chilling. Yeah, and so it's like I I was pretty shocked. It's like not in the sense that uh that's impossible, but just like oh, like they they there's a wait list. <laughs> Can I ask around when this was? I want to say mm, last year. Okay, that was probably around when Endwalker released. Um, probably. We had a perfect storm that made it almost impossible to play for several weeks because Endwalker came out and it was like, well, A, there's always a surge in players every time an expansion comes out. Because mm -hmm. a lot of people don't play constantly. They'll play the expansion, finish the plot, and then just kind of stop. And then wait for more stuff to happen. And then resubscribe and play for the new plot. Um, so there's always a surge when a new expansion comes out. This one specifically had a bigger surge than normal because it was the like big finale of the story. Yeah. There was a campaign that they did because there's a free trial, but the free trial is specifically like doing the stuff in the core game and the first expansion. Um, beyond that, you have to have an actual like paid account or whatever. But they did a thing where like, hey, for the next for the next month or so, we're going to let everybody who has an account but isn't currently subscribed play for free for a couple of weeks to like get people rehooked, right? Like people who may have yeah. fallen off and stopped playing. Be like, oh, let me, let me see how it is now. Um, they did that right before the expansion came out. So a lot of people rejoined when that happened. WoW had just released the worst expansion in its history. Oh no. And so a lot of people were like, I think I'm done with WoW. Hey, what's this Final Fantasy 14 thing all about? And simultaneously, one of the biggest WoW streamers was like, I'm going to give Final Fantasy XIV a try. So it was this perfect storm of like things to increase the number of people playing. So when that new expansion came out for like a month after it came out, every time you logged in, it would be like, there is a queue of 3,000 people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, it's not normally like that. I play on one of the busier servers and it's usually a queue of like 10 to 50, depending on like how busy, like what time of day it is. Yeah. So I can usually get in within like a minute or two. Um, yeah. But like, it was so difficult to play when that came out because it was just oh. like, everyone is here. <laughs> it's crowded. Uh, most hilariously, they actually suspended the free trial temporarily. Oh, goodness. They're like, hey, we got to deal with this. They were like, we're going to let this cool down for a little bit. There isn't a free trial free up to level 60 with no time limit anymore. <laughs> Our bad, everybody. Our bad. <laughs> we spread the message too much. <laughs> we need more servers. <laughs> goodness. I mean, that's a great problem to have, I right? guess. Right, like suffering from success. <laughs> for real. Wiping their tears with dollar bills, man. 
It's good stuff. Ah, oh, I'm so happy. This is so great. I've been always wanting to know more about Final Fantasy 14, but I've just haven't like I needed somebody to babysit me through it because there's a lot fair. to look at. I get overwhelmed. I'm always happy to talk about this. Um, it's my favorite game. <laughs> good uh in fact if you ever want to give the free trial a try but you are like anxious about playing with other players um they have slowly been making the game friendlier to people who want to play it single player um obviously oh. there's gonna be other people around all the time you know you're online yeah but the dungeons the the bits where you have to actually like get a party and go in and like do a do a thing with a group um mm -hmm. They have been slowly adding NPCs that can do those dungeons with you. Oh, good. So for, I think right now it's the entire base game and most of Heaven's Word. Uh, and it's only the, the ones that are required for the plot. Like the side stuff, you still play with other players. Yeah. But for the ones that are required by the plot, for the base game and Heaven's Word, and they're working on adding it for the other ones, you don't actually have to play with other players because you can now do it with NPCs. So, like, instead of the NPCs follow you to the entrance of the dungeon and then say, hey, we'll meet you on the other side, and you play it with other players, you can just be like, hey, guys, help me out here. And you go through it with your NPC allies instead. That's so nice, because, like, there's just times where, like, I can't do all this planning and socialize, and I can't risk a Leroy Jenkins over here. Right, like, sometimes you don't want the stress of, like, Especially if you play something like a healer or a tank or something like that, where you're like, mm -hmm. oh, God, if I mess up, they're going to be mad at me. Like, yeah. Uh, so they, they've been making it a lot friendlier to people who, who aren't as big into the multiplayer aspects. I'm personally of the opinion that if somebody gets through Heaven's Word doing single player only, they're going to be hooked enough that they're going to do the rest of the stuff with other players anyway. Yeah. But it's nice that they're making that accessibility. Yeah. Oh, goodness. I haven't thought about raids in so long. The last time I played a raid was Destiny, like, when, before, like, before Destiny 2. I think, like, the last expansion of the original Destiny was the last time I did anything raid-related, and I just remember that being so stressful. <laughs> oh, goodness. But this is good. Not completely understandable. Oh. I'm so blown away right now because, like, the story is beautiful. The characters are beautiful. Um, obviously, like, I, you know, actually, I am curious. So there's a lot of different gaming communities. Uh, the gaming community as a whole, let me begin, can sometimes be seen as either the nicest group of people you've ever known or some of the most toxic people you've ever known. League of Legends being the poster child of toxicity. But um, what would you say... <laughs> uh final fantasy 14 is in terms of like community genuinely uh, i think it's both um okay because it's such a big community right yeah so it's got pockets uh is, is the best way i would i would really describe it like the hardcore raiding community the people that are sitting there and like trying to do the newest hardest content as soon as it comes out kind of toxic for the most part um yeah but, like, the more casual gameplay community is pretty chill. And then kind of the same thing with, like, I'm, I'm big in the role-playing community uh, of it. I, I really like role-playing in the game. The bigger, like, role-playing venues and things like that. Because 
Um, a lot of people, what they'll do is they'll use the housing system in the in the game to do like, hey, I opened a cafe, and on Fridays I'm gonna role play. I'm running this cafe, and your character can come here and order a meal and sit down and talk to their friends. That's nice. Which is delightful. Uh, a lot of the smaller th places that do things like that are really chill. A lot of the bigger ones are very clicky and toxic. <laughs> uh, so it's kind of both. It's in pockets. Okay. As you, you could expect. Yeah. Uh, I think it's just such a big community that like both of them are going to exist. Uh, generally, the casual community is very, very chill. Like anybody who's not hardcore into one specific aspect, most of them are going to be pretty chill. Nice. Uh, it's when you get into like the big raiders and the big PvP players and the big role players that it starts to be like very elitist. Like, ugh. yeah, it's, I don't think it's the the same kind of toxicity as League. I think it's very much no. an elitism type thing. Okay, that tracks because there, there's one that's gonna tell me to 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 go oof, and then there's gonna be the one that's just like you can't sit with us, and that's a difference. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's like, hey, if you play this class. You can't raid with us because that class is 0.2% worse than the other classes this particular expansion because this game is badly balanced. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I didn't consider that to be a problem before. Like, I mean, in terms like, yes, it's been a thing like, oh, man, they didn't like balance the algorithms for my Fortnite match. So now I'm like, you know, surrounded by Smurf accounts and or whatever. I don't know. But I didn't consider that MMORPGs had that same problem. Um, generally, people only care about balance in this game in either PvP or hardcore raiding. Oh, okay. Every class can get through the base content. Um, it's okay. when you get to the really hardcore stuff where it's like, there is going to be a very slim difference between passing and failing this dungeon that people start to care about like, oh, Paladin puts out 5% less damage than Dark Knight, so we want our our tank to be a Dark Knight type stuff. Mm. Uh, but, like, in, in the standard, like, regular content, it doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't. In fact, the, the game roulette systems that they use for putting you with people are pretty, pretty well put together. The game uses a thing called level sync, where so when you go into a dungeon, every dungeon has a max level. Okay. So when you go into like a level 12 dungeon, everybody there is going to be level 12. Instead of saying only people who are level 12 can do this dungeon, because that would make it miserable for new players mm -hmm. trying to play with their friends. Anyone can go into any dungeon. The game will just automatically lower their level to that level. Um, mm. And so to help encourage players to do the earlier dungeons to make it easier for the players, like newer players, yeah. uh, there's a system called Roulette. Where basically, instead of queuing up to go into a specific dungeon, you can tell the game, hey, put me in whatever dungeon I'm needed in right now. And you'll get bonus rewards for doing that. Oh. Whether it's like more XP or more currency or better item drops or whatever, it'll reward you for doing that. That way, the player who's level 12 and doing the first dungeon of the game for the first time can get allies. Because then it's just going to go, okay, the next three, you know, the next healer, tank, and DPS that queue up for for Dungeon Roulette are going to get thrown in with you. That's nice. Yeah, That's it's really very... nice. And it's nice that they don't, 
Um, cause like I, I can normally see where you got like maybe a level, I don't know, five and then like a level 30 person, for example. And they just like, we'll just mix you in with the level 15s. But instead it's like, <laughs> no, we're all on the same plane. We're all bud. level five now. <laughs> we're all babies. <laughs> yeah. It's really nice. Um, and that, those are the dungeons where people are usually the, the super chill ones. It's like you get into a, a standard dungeon. You're like, oh, this is one of the early dungeons. And someone's in there like. Hey guys, I'm new. Please, please be, you know, I'm sorry if I mess up and people will be like, oh, sweet baby, sweet child. I got you. It's like that one meme with the giant, with the little guy. And he's just like, look, I, I, I did a thing and I, I swung my sword and then the giant person who's like level 100 with the armor is just like, <laughs> you good sure job. Did. <laughs> you did good. And then on the other end of it, it's not toxic, but it's just kind of a little trolly. Uh, one of my favorite memes in the game, because like any big community, we have our own memes. One of my favorite ones is there's a dungeon where when you the when you finish the dungeon, I'm not going to spoil which one, but a character dies after that. <gasps> Judas. And it's heartbreaking. No! Um, it is a fan favorite character. This character has been called back to and referenced multiple times since then because like it it affected the main character that much. Um and it's just kind of become tradition where if you're running that dungeon with somebody who's clearly there for the first time, when you finish the dungeon before everybody pieces out with their loot, everyone's just like, okay, have a great day. Enjoy the rest of the story. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and oh. then the, and everyone's like, oh, yay, thank you. Oh, no. <laughs> uh. It's a little bit mean, but I like to think it's enhancing the story. Uh, I honestly, it's a good bit. I it's think because also warning them would kind of ruin the experience. Yeah, take I away think the impact. Gives, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> the the other good bit that we like to do is there's a there's a boss that used to be really hard, uh, and then got nerfed, and now it's one of the easiest fights in the game. Uh, and so beforehand to to scare people who are new to the dungeon. People will start posting in chat like the the strats of like okay, so what we want to do is you want to make sure the tank go to point B over here, <laughs> and then you Overly start the fight and it ends in like fifteen seconds and you're like oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> it's a good bit. Well, that's a great bit. You know what? I I have a lot of respect for this. I'm wondering if my PC can handle it well. It but... might. I mean, the game was made to run on a PS3 true okay so i should be okay yeah like there's been a lot of graphical updates and like you can make it really pretty especially if you mod it but like a Wait, half decent it? pc can run it sorry what was that okay so i do now you you, you raised an important question because <laughs> from my understanding a lot of different uh companies don't like it when you mod your things uh, in your not. online they do not uh, okay <laughs> Um, you can, you can, you can easily mod. It depends on what you're doing with the mods, whether you'll get in trouble. Oh, so um, it's like, you can make it pretty, but don't you dare cheat. <laughs> right. Cause like, if you're just making it pretty and like changing the character models and things like that, honestly, they can't really catch you at that unless you're doing something stupid, like streaming it or posting screenshots online. Um, mm -hmm. but if you're doing stuff like you know, cheaty stuff where you can like see through walls or something. Yeah, you're gonna get in trouble for those. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, in fact, there was recently a whole debacle uh, where a major raider got banned because he was using mods on stream. Man, what a risk. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I think, oh man, uh, I'm having flashbacks, like army flashbacks to uh, Animal Crossing and turnips and changing the clock on your <laughs> Nintendo Switch. So it's just like, that's my most experience with like, <laughs> I'm breaking rules. <laughs> yeah. Um, most of what the people I th I'm friends with do, because like I said, I'm big in the art of the role playing community, um, mm -hmm. is we do things like outfit mods and things like that, where it's like, oh, it's a mod to give my character a pretty dress. Only I can see this pretty dress, but I can now take a screenshot in the pretty dress and share it with my friends. Yeah, that that's fine. I I find that acceptable. Yeah, those are fun. If or at least if if I was the company who made this game, I would find this acceptable. Uh but... there somebody made a mod where um the the handsome gentleman that I showed you, Himbo. They replaced the model of their chocobo with you riding on his back. <gasps> <laughs> I have a mighty need. <laughs> it's a delightful uh... mod. <laughs> oh my goodness it's very good <laughs> uh, that activated everything oh my goodness i just i it gives me i have so much serotonin right now um i'm cured of depression i also feel like it's important to tell you that if you go far enough in his quest line you unlock the ability to do the same like flex and smile pose that he does <laughs> <laughs> yes I love this. It's great. Baby. I've never wanted a cardboard cutout of a character so badly in my life. <laughs> and I've only known this man for, uh, let's check the timestamps, 20 minutes-ish, 25 minutes, and I love him <laughs> and I'll die for him. Uh, I, I also would like to to appreciate that that, that particular emote is uh, completely racially unlocked like you can be whatever you want and do that uh so you know you could be the big cool orc people uh who look really strong and buff and do the cool flex and smile or you can be these things which are called lalafells and are basically gnomes and also do the flex and smile <laughs> I I I think that might be the first thing I've ever truly known about Final Fantasy XIV was the Lalafells because I had to draw one for an, a podcast that didn't end up coming to fruition. Ah. But um, I remember trying to draw the Lalafells, and then uh, TikTok showed me this this person who was like, "I may be a very tall, strong man, but sometimes I just want to be small and adorable." <laughs> and they play a Lalafell, and I'm like, "You." I enjoy the Lollafells. Uh, there's a lot of discourse about Lollafells. I can understand. <laughs> um, but they're fun. They're basically just funky little gnomes. Little babies. <laughs> they look like the... Have you seen Cells at Work? I have. Okay, they look like platelets to me, and I love it. That's great. They do. Um, I feel like they'll just be happy. and. I am a little bit those. sad that weapons and stuff scale to the race that you're playing. Oh man! Which like it makes sense in in the game, right? Like the big Rogadine man gets to use the bigger sword, and the tiny Lalafell man gets to use a sword that's sized for them. But I really want the Lalafell to use a massive sword. 
give the Lalafelg the gut sword. <laughs> Cowards. They can have a gut sword that is Lalafelg gut sized. <laughs> a puck sized Lalafelg gut sword. Hilariously, there are there is a gut sword in the game. Oh <gasps> yes. Uh the, the Dark Knight class uses two-handed greatswords and they are very clearly berserk inspired to the point where like most of their swords are just big slabs of metal. Uh, is that a big slab of iron or are you here to kill me? <laughs> uh, there's also a class that just uses a gun, which is my favorite fantasy trope. Like we have the we have the fireball mage, we have the healing mage, we have the paladin. What what's their power? Oh, they have a gun. <laughs> it's it's delightful just being the person with a gun, uh, because you go into these big raids where it's like, we're gonna go fight a god, and we brought a guy with a big sword with like dark knight powers, and we brought a healer, and we brought like a fireball mage, and we brought like a cool ninja. Hey, what's that guy? Oh, that guy's gonna fight God with a pistol. <laughs> this brings me back to the stream that uh the network did where they were playing uh jump force did you were you present for that I was charity not stream present for the stream but i am aware of jump force okay so they did a bracket tournament tournament of some sort i can't remember if it was with ai or if they're actually playing but uh jory picked i believe his name's ken <laughs> and uh won I, I my brain was like, oh no, don't spoil it. I'm like, this shit's been out for a hot minute. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he won with car and gun. Gun. <laughs> and so every time I, it's, you know, there's a character of that nature where it's just like they have gun. It, I just, it's just Jory as Ken in my my head. <laughs> Mood. And then I just go gun, and then everyone who was present that day or is aware of it, they're like, agreed, gun. <laughs> agreed. Yeah, it's. It is genuinely the funniest class, in my opinion, because, like, every time a new expansion comes out, the level cap goes up, and everybody gets fancy new powers. And it'll be like, the paladin learned a new shield spell, and the the wizard learned a new type of fireball, and, like, the dark knight learned a cool fancy new sword technique, and the person who brought a gun got a different gun. <laughs> It's like oh, it what, holds more bullets. What did you learn at level sixty? Well, I learned that sometimes instead of a gun, you need to bring out a flamethrower. Sometimes, you know, just a hot gun. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! Um, do they have an archery class? I must know. They do. Um, it's a little odd. Um, so, archer is one of the base classes. Uh, the upgraded version of Archer is actually Bard. Um, oh. Interestingly enough, uh, you upgrade from an Archer into a Bard. And the Bard weapons are... Let me let me see if I can get you a good picture of this. Because it's basically a harp crossed with a great bow. Oh. Uh, so it's like a... It's, it's a big bow with, with a harp on it. I'm trying to find a good picture of one so I can show you. Yeah, that'll that'll work. And so you are you are fighting with with arrows and doing arrow stuff, and then also occasionally reaching up to strum the harp part to like do bard buffs for the party. Nice. It's really interesting. My favorite classes in one. <laughs> it's really cool. 
I usually, if it's D&D or if anything of that nature, I will always pick Bard because you mean I get to sing real songs for people? Hell yeah. Oh, so so I think you'll love this then. Um, when you play a Bard in Final Fantasy XIV, uh, you unlock something called performance mode. Nice. Uh, which is something that you can only do outside combat. Basically, you pull out the harp and your, your little skill bar where you do all the buttons to, to attack people uh, becomes a keyboard. And you can just play music with your harp, like actually hitting the notes. Look at him go. That's um, such a good touch. And as you level up your bard, you actually unlock different instruments for your performance mode. So you can get like little hand drum. You can get, I think, like a flute of some kind. Uh, the most recent expansion actually added an electric guitar. <laughs> ah, that's so cool. Yeah, it's it's really fun. Like you'll find people just standing around the main cities, like playing songs from like Undertale and shit. <laughs> ah. Do, 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 do. I don't even know if that was from Undertale. I haven't played it, but it sounds uh, it right. was. Oh, I did it! You did it. I'm proud of you. By the power of association. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay, so now there's a... You know how you, like, stand before something and you're like, I shouldn't, but I really want to. <laughs> <laughs> like... Because, you know, the serotonin, uh, it does need to keep a flow in for me to continue to exist. Yes. And this looks like a bucket of serotonin, but at what price? But at what price? <laughs> uh, well, until you reach level 60, the price is free. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> oh, okay. I will look into this. Uh, I will let you know. If, if you do, I'll, I'll, I'll send you a message off off recording of like what server i play on <laughs> hell yeah oh my goodness everyone's gonna be shocked because i don't think i've ever really played a full mmorpg this is the only one i've ever really managed to get into i think i tried one a long time ago i don't even remember what it was called it was so long ago i i tried like four of them i tried wow i tried guild wars i bounced off so many mmos this wow, is the only one i stuck with one. Oh god, wow, it's so scary to look at. It is. Like, not in the sense of like the art style. I think the art's fine. It was just like the user it's interface. It's like, how do you read what does all this mean? Am I flying a plane? <laughs> this one's really customizable on the interface, which is another thing that I like. It's really good at the accessibility stuff. Like, you can rearrange your entire interface. Like, if you don't like where the minimap is, you can just drag it somewhere else. Oh, that's so nice. Um, you can resize things. You can move things around. You can decide whether or not you want to see the animations of other players. Oh, that's nice. Which I had to turn off because I play a tank, which means I'm in the middle of the boss fight. And if I can see your fireballs, I can't see me. <laughs> True. That's something I... Oh, man. Oh, I didn't even consider that. There's so many things to consider. There are, but it's nice. It's nice. I think I have gone over your timer. <laughs> oh, I my phone is closed. Where am I? We, we're, you know, it's just an hour and a half. <laughs> That's fine. I really like this game. Um, it's a bit that like my my brain's like you 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 pitched it as thirty to forty five minutes, and by God, you will. And I was like, but I'm a liar. <laughs> I'm a fraud. <laughs> but. As I also say, I did a, a whole uh, Google Forms, and I was like, hey, 
is everyone does the going over time bother you guys they're like nah go for it fam and i'm like fair <laughs> okay <laughs> that's fair it's like the people have spoken <laughs> that i it's just now it's just a bit <laughs> now it's the bit um and i wonder if by introducing the show i you know you never know what episode's going to be the first for somebody and fair. so it may be our ongoing bit, but can you imagine just like, ah, oh, yes, this is a 30, 45 minute show where we learn about something new and they look at the whole episode and they're like three and a half hours. <laughs> Wasn't the last what? one like two and a half? Uh, yes, but <laughs> me and Plakawas, I think we talked for like four, four and a half hours, like even <laughs> after recording. It was insane. Well, I, I haven't caught up with Plakawas in a long time. And then we like really bonded over this like intense storyline. We're like, ah. <laughs> and it was a whole thing. absolutely fun and wild oh, or it could be the five nights at freddy's where the whole thing was probably like five hours it Jesus. Was yeah that nutty. that's long i i yes. probably could info dump about final fantasy 14 for that long but only if i don't care about spoilers yeah like and i have maybe... done that i routinely info dump to my roommate about final fantasy 14 just because like they're never going to play it. They don't like MMOs. So I'll just be like, hey, you want to hear about the latest update? <laughs> that's that's basically the premise of me and Tony's uh, hyperfixation relationship is, uh, <laughs> hey, are you planning on reading this book series? No? Okay, Can I describe I the entire plot? <laughs> and then I end up reading it and he's like, oh, I don't want to tell you what happens in book three. I was like, why? <laughs> We've already gone this far. <laughs> Goodness. So, yeah, I guess I'm one of the few, I'm a rare breed of, yes, give me the spoilers so give I can see the, the whole picture like I'm God or something. I need to see the whole story. Well, now that I know that, if you start playing 14, you're never going to be free of me messaging you and being like, <laughs> hey, have you met this character yet? Cool. Pay attention to him. He's important. <laughs> and I start sweating. Just anime sweating. <laughs> Is he going to live? <laughs> oh, I oh. like this one. He's cool. Pay attention to him. If the creator Tatsuki Fujimoto of the Chainsaw Man series has taught me anything, if I ever have a good time with somebody, they are soon to die. Oh, no. I don't know if you've read Chainsaw Man or watched it, but ooh. Uh, not days. a lot of it. Ooh, it's good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> I think if I'm reading the room correctly, so we've we've covered a great deal of things about Final Fantasy that can be politefully spoiler-free to the extent of the recent release is there anything else that you would like to touch on before we begin the wrap up um because hmm. i know that sometimes it's just like oh wait i totally forgot this other thing um uh so the yeah. big thing is i would definitely say if you're getting into it for the first time and you are not somebody who normally plays mmos try and get into it with a friend because even though you can do the dungeons solo things like that I'm going to be completely honest, the base game, A Realm Reborn, uh, until you get towards the end of it, is a bit of a slog. Kind of in the same way that, like, I enjoy it. It's still a good game. But in the same way that, like, it's hard to start One Piece without somebody to talk to One Piece about. Yeah. At least until you get to, like, the end of the East Blue. 14 is kind of the same way. It it's hard to stick with it unless you either like MMOs or have somebody to talk to 
until you get to the part where the plot kicks into high gear. But like, yeah. you also can't just skip that part because like, it's important later. <laughs> we gotta develop the base first. Every house needs a foundation. <laughs> you gotta meet the characters and fall in love with them before we can hurt you with them. <laughs> <laughs> we can't just jump to best friend mode. You get you know, there's, there's you gotta have dinner first. <laughs> first, you gotta give the fifteen year old an army. And it's all downhill from there. <laughs> <laughs> really is. Oh, goodness. Um, ah. like the only other thing I can think of that I would mention is, like, you don't need to know anything about Final Fantasy to get into it. It makes it better. If you're a fan of Final Fantasy already, there's going to be a lot of, like, small references and callbacks where it's like, oh, this boss is like this boss, and he uses the same music. That's cool. But, like... The plot itself does not connect to any other Final Fantasy games. So you you can easily make this your first Final Fantasy. Okay. I appreciate that. Because there's the level of, this is really nice that I, I see what you did there, game dev. Oh, thank you, game dev. I appreciated that. Versus um, this whole scene didn't make a lick of sense because I didn't play a 25-year-old game. Yeah, like it's very much a love letter to the series as a whole. There is a lot of references and small like small asides and stuff like that, but none of them are something that feels like they get in the way. Yeah, that's good. That's good to know, because that that also could be like, oh, wait, so there's besides base game, there's a whole other other level of homework I have to do. Exactly. Like the game itself is already long enough. There's plenty to do, plenty to see. I, I don't want to look at my place time, but now I'm kind of tempted. <laughs> uh, you know, I I wear my playtime like a badge. Uh, so I got something. into this game roughly a year and a half ago, uh, and I have 1,193 hours in the game. The song, one, uh, 5,500, <laughs> I don't even know if that's the right numbers, but the, the gist is the it's same. good <laughs> enough. We got the tune. That's amazing. I don't even know where I'd find some of the playtimes that I've had for like Dead by Daylight. I don't have that PlayStation anymore, so I don't think I'll ever know. Yeah, the only reason I know is because I play through Steam. Goodness. Oh, I'm sold. Okay, so <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to gather myself and start looking into it cuz I also have like such limited memory on my computer. My roommate keeps Fair. making fun of me and they're like, "Uh, why don't you just get another hard drive?" <laughs> like just get more space and i was like but i could just delete these other games that i'm not actively playing and it's like but why <laughs> <laughs> um that's that's been the fate for a lot of games that i haven't been able to finish because a new hyperfixation has arrived <laughs> i'm looking at you Fortnite. i i am um, desperately trying to get to the end of the game that i am currently playing because i know that if i don't finish it by the time the next patch for final fantasy comes out i'm not gonna finish it <laughs> <laughs> I gotta do it now or I'll never do it ever again. <sighs> Thank you for sharing this with me today. Thank you for having me on. There's, you know, when you enter a map area that was previously blurred out because you hadn't discovered it yet and it's like location discovered 100 XP. I kind of have that moment where it's like I'm looking around and I'm like, oh, this all makes a whole lot more sense now. This place <laughs> is cool. <laughs> you did it. You leveled up. <laughs> It's just been the, the, the shadowy place that my anxiety said we don't go over there. 
now it's the shadowy place where where Rem lives. <laughs> and and obviously looking at the the thread now, um, for listeners at home in our Discord, the hyperfixation station. Uh, we have a thread, so all the images we talked about today or links or whatever the discussions for this episode will be. And it's on private for hosts only, so all the previous hosts can also see this. And I love the conversations that occurred during the episode. <laughs> There's discourse in the server. There's discourse. And so evidently, it's more than just Rem in that shadow realm. Uh, Kingdom's there. Uh, Jay's there. Max is there. It's just beautiful. <laughs> And I know those are just names if nobody's familiar with the Moonshot Network, but that just means you need to hang out with Moonshot more. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness. Ah, it's beautiful. So I will let you know once it's downloaded. Um, I haven't done streams for this show in a while, but I did my first stream in a long time last night and it felt pretty good. I don't think I'm going to do it like weekly or anything. I'm not going to get too crazy, but. It would be fun to do a little hyperfixation stream again where you tell me how to play the game. <laughs> oh, that would be so fun. It'd be very cute. I'd be down for oh, that. Oh, goodness. Oh, beautiful. Um, let's see. Is it time? My brain is so bad. I have such an equation structure for this show. So, as you know, it's how it starts and this is the thing and this is that. But I also, there's a part of me that's just like, I don't ever want to tell somebody, okay, no more, you're done. It's just that's like, no, okay. I'm, I'm running out of things to say that aren't spoilers. So, oh, true. <laughs> we'll save your reserves. The, <laughs> the, the last bits. Um, is there a good place that people can find you on the internet? Uh, yeah, the easiest would just be my Twitter, uh, which is at R E M Beatwagon. And then from that Twitter, I've got links to all of my my itch, all of that stuff. All of the things. And is there any other podcasts they can find you on? Yes, actually. Uh, highly relevant. I am I am on uh, the podcast Kingdom Hearts, The Forgotten Era, where we play Interstitial by, mm -hmm. by everybody's favorite, <laughs> Rye Brett. And we, we play an RPG set 80 years, I think 80 years before Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep. Ooh. It's fun. Ooh. It's a prequel. I play a useless lesbian. All of us love a useless lesbian, though. Let's be real. Absolutely. I cannot tell you how funny it is. We just said we all we love ourselves a useless lesbian. And there's a very particular friend of mine that just likes some tweets of mine who would lovingly and very politely and respectfully fall in that category. <laughs> and that just gave me a lot of joy. I don't want to name drop them, but... <laughs> I don't want to shame, but I don't, yeah, because it's it's you know it's like it's a good bit if it's between friends, but it might not come off that way. <laughs> yeah. So absolutely, if you if you like actual plays and you like Kingdom Hearts and you like Riley and Interstitial, then go go listen to the podcast because our good friend Theo from the first episode of this season is also on that show. He brings the, the the bit energy, the bits. I just occurred to me that. Did we acknowledge Theo being there at all, or is it just a, a disembodied voice? That I don't think don't we know? ever named him. No, <laughs> that's a good bit. That's a really good bit. You only get to know who that was if you if you've listened to the whole season. <laughs> An entire treat, episode one to this to episode ten. <laughs> there's that's the, there's uh, more than a day's worth of time. <laughs> it's it's our equivalent of when you know a boss from Final Fantasy two shows up. And the people who played it go, oh, I know that guy. <laughs> Theo shows up randomly and people go, oh, I know that guy. 
but otherwise it's like ah cool cool guy (laughs) (laughs) nice bit nice bit great even thank you again for being here thank you again for allowing me to info dump at you for like five hours absolutely it is my honor it's i'm gonna get into i'm gonna get into a little bit of a sappy moment here um this show like literally what a a1A is my serotonin source. Two, I have learned so goddamn much about media, like whether it's books, histories, movies, games. Uh, matter of fact, first season, we talked about first century Christianity, which was absolutely buck wild. Yeah. Um, that was very cool. And it is my favorite energy of one. I get to connect with people. I get to like deepen my friendship because, you know, like, for example, you and I have been friends on Twitter for a while. But now, in in my heart, in my eyes, we're besties. We're besties. Um, <laughs> and we're going to play Final Fantasy XIV. Absolutely. Which, uh, so, haha, uh, I tricked my autism. Now I get to make friends. <laughs> and uh, what was the other thing? And it's just like, and now, I also know that there's other people who are like, they don't have that hand to hold to guide them into a new intellectual property, or this gives them an opportunity to, like, make other friends like, oh, shoot, you're also into Animorphs? That's wild. For sure. And that's, it just, ah, oh, it's so good. <laughs> you didn't manage to, like, kick me into gear a little bit with this podcast, because I was like, yeah, I've been listening since day one. We're Twitter mutuals. Um, but, like, I've been kind of waffling on, like, ah, do I want to go on? Am I going to be able to hold it down? Like, whatever. And then I finished the new season of Gundam. And I was like, you know what? I bet I could info dump about Gundam for an hour. And then I opened Spotify that day. And I saw that you had just released the Gundam oh. episode, and I went, I missed my fucking chance. I need to message Roma today. <laughs> if I don't know, when will it ever happen? No, honestly, like, uh, for example, the Kingdom Hearts Dark Road, like, that's just a chunk. Like, we only talked about a chunk of Gundams and Gunpla. Like, I think in this show, having alternate, like, perspectives or departments of, like, hyperfixation specialties would be beautiful. That would be so fun. Like, I'll absolutely talk about Gundams again, especially because I'm actively watching Witch for Mercury and I am salivating. I love it. I'm not caught up just yet as of time of recording, but I think I've got like two episodes left, but um, my feelings are already going. Ah! It's so good. <laughs> so good. Um. So, yes, absolutely. Like, um, you're always welcome. Season three, Um. which I think will probably just be closer to like the middle of the year. Okay um see, oh dude that'll me oh sorry i just had realizations this podcast started in the end of june i want to say or the beginning of july of last year and so it just occurred to me that's like season three will be around this, the the third the the the, 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 the annual the anniversary holy crap nice anywho <laughs> um i am now on a tangent um, I love this show. This show means so much to me, and I'm and I'm very glad that people like it, and I'm very glad that you wanted to be here. And I'm and yes, thank you. Love, <laughs> words. so much love, love and words. And now I have to somehow gracefully segue into my uh, my plugs for the rest of the show. Do your plugs. Plugs. You could find me on the internet to talk about dorky things or any things, even if they're dorkish or not at twitter.com forward slash i appreciate your butt that is i-a-p-p-r-e-c-i the number eight b-u-t-t i don't shut up there it's just i just don't 
And if you want to find this podcast as a whole, you can find us at the Hyperpix pod where the link for the discord will be. It's also in the show notes, whichever is more convenient for you. Or if the link doesn't work for whatever reason, message me or the podcast and we will get you in here. You deserve to be here. Uh, you will get in this canoe. The show couldn't have. Well, it could have happened, but the the catalyst for this occurring is all thanks to the Moonshot Network. Um, so you should check them out and all the other shows we have on the network at Moonshot Pods on Twitter or the streams, which are I think they're actively Riley and Andrew are streaming as we speak at twitch.tv forward slash Moonshot Network. And then the intro and outro music is all thanks to Offuskate. That is O-F-U-S-K-A-T-E. Um, you can find them on Instagram, SoundCloud and Twitter. Uh, they make amazing music, especially podcast intro music. So if you need music, uh, give them a reach out. Tell them I said hi and uh, get yourself some good music. <laughs> good music. I need to apologize. This is a public apology to Kingdom. I have not been crediting you as the editor, and I'm going to do that starting today. Thank you to Kingdom. That's at Tachyon Kingdom on Twitter.com for editing this episode. Um, they are goaded with the sauce. And if you need an editor, you should DM them and just check this entire podcast history for quality because that's that's all kingdom how quirked up are they though how does the phrase go quirked up white boy with the sauce <laughs> quirked up white boy coated with the sauce is absolutely tossed around <laughs> in that alfredo my guy goodness <laughs> kingdom's probably like i can't believe you said that <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness um but yes i think that is all the plugs um thank you for listening Final Fantasy 14 has a free trial up to level 60. <laughs> With no time limits. With no timed limits. Be safe, don't die, drink water, take your vitamins, and and where's the himbo? There should be a bit about the himbo. Just remember, Hildebrand is watching. Hildebrand is watching. And we do. <laughs> <laughs>